Hello and welcome. I'm Sarah Ball and this is New Corp Portfolio Spotlight, an opportunity to spend some time talking in a little more depth about some of the holdings we have in our portfolios. As many of you know, our investment process involves deep fundamental research into the companies we hold, looking at not only the data, but also engaging with management teams and industry experts so that we can really understand what drives the business and also its competitors and the wider sector. So I'm delighted to be joined today by Ramesh Rajagopalan, our Head of Equity Research. Ramesh, hello. Uh, Hello, Sarah. It's great to be here. Well, Ramesh, I'm sure many of us will be looking forward to some sun over the summer and will have recently planned a holiday with at least some of that planning done online. So with that in mind, I thought it would be interesting to discuss our portfolio holding in booking. We know the travel sector and the distribution of travel has been through massive changes structurally. And then, of course, it was one of the sectors that was worse affected by something that nobody could have predicted, a global pandemic. So if we go back to the start, before we added booking to portfolios in 2020, what first drew us to this kind of business, an online travel agency? Let me start at the beginning with a recap of our investment philosophy. We look for businesses which have two key attributes. Mm -hmm. One is that they are competitively advantaged, which without all the jargon simply just means that they dominate their niches and are very difficult for others to compete with. And the second is that these businesses have attractive prospects to grow their earnings power over many, many years. Booking is a business which we felt uh, fulfills these two attributes. Booking.com connects consumers who are looking to book accommodation for their travel needs with hotels who are looking for consumers to fill in their rooms. This kind of uh, business model, once established, is very powerful and hard to disrupt because the hotels want to be on a platform where the consumers are Mm -hmm. and the consumers want to go to the platform where there's an adequate supply of rooms. And recreating both these sides of the network is very, very hard to do. Sure. So that's the first part. And if you think about the growth prospects over time, leisure travel tends to grow above GDP growth. As societies get wealthy, they tend to spend more on travel. And uh, even today, a significant percentage of travel bookings, believe it or not, is still done offline. So, what so percentage the, is that, by the way? Do you know? Based on some of the data mm. we've seen, somewhere around a mid-40s percentage of uh, hotel bookings is done online. Right. Right. So we not only benefit from the tailwinds of above average GDP growth for the sector, but also the mix shift from move from offline to online. And these two factors put together give booking a really long growth runway. And thinking about the research that we did, who did we speak to? Were there others in the space that we maybe looked at, competitors, for example? Our research process, as you alluded to earlier, involves immersing ourselves in that business ecosystem and trying hard to develop a 360-degree view of the business. The work we did on booking was more challenging than some of the uh, other businesses we hold in the portfolio, largely because it was done during the COVID lockdown. So we could not uh, travel or get on the road and go and meet people. But on the flip side, most of the hotels at uh, that time were pretty much closed and had no business. So they were happy to uh, make some time to talk to us on a myriad number of Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. So at that rather tricky time, we followed our process. We read through many annual reports of uh, booking uh, its competitors and other players in the uh, 
business ecosystem. We reviewed hundreds of uh, call transcripts. And then we managed to speak to several ex-employees of uh, Booking, uh, its competitors, Expedia and mm -hmm. uh, Airbnb. We spent time talking to uh, people from Google uh, in their travel vertical. We spoke to many small and mid-sized hotel operators in Europe, some hotel operators in Asia, in, in the US. We spoke to technology firms who mm -hmm. are helping some of these hotel operators go online. So it was a, a lot of conversations to develop that view of that entire business ecosystem. And uh, once we were done with that, we spent some time talking to uh, uh, Booking uh, itself. Mm -hmm. And all this work enabled us to form uh, a view about uh, the future prospects of, for the business. Sure. Interesting to hear you say Google there, but we'll, we'll come back to that when we, we talk about competition maybe a little later. Yeah. Uh, so looking at, at, at Booking and thinking about the business model, how do they actually make money? Booking makes money from uh, commissions paid by the hotels when consumers book a stay at the hotel on Booking's website. So we can think of the Booking business model as that of an outsourced marketing arm for all the hotels. Uh, so let's look at the business model from the perspective of both the hotels and the consumers. So if we start with the consumers, most leisure travelers evaluate multiple options before they finally choose uh, a hotel where they're going to stay. And so what consumers look for is they want a website which gives them sufficient choice where they can filter based on their criteria, which is easy to browse and search, and finally, where they can make a booking and would have the trust that their booking would be honored. Sure. Right? And booking has managed to create uh, this in their uh, website or app, however you look at it. So over time, bookings becoming the destination for consumers uh, for their uh, accommodation needs. Along with this, booking also provides valuable rewards or discounts to uh, consumers based on their usage. It's called the Genius Program, mm -hmm. and yeah. um, uh, that drives repeat purchases, right? So consumers sure. keep uh, uh, coming back to it, and anyone who's not a part of the Genius Program, here's a plug, please do sign up <laughs> to be it. You get very good discounts. And then Booking, however, charges nothing to its consumers, right? So it makes all its money from the hotels. So for the hotels, the hotel landscape, especially in Europe and Asia, is extremely fragmented, with many of them being small to mid-sized uh, hotels. And for them, their core competency is to run a hotel and not necessarily market it in a uh, savvy way in the sure. digital uh, domain. And hence, they rely on booking to help them fill their rooms and pay a commission for it. So that's how kind of booking makes its money. And thinking about management, obviously, when we're evaluating a business, one of the really important things for us is, is the management team. What are our thoughts about the team and the culture at Booking? Yeah, we, we place a lot of uh, emphasis on the uh, management team while evaluating every investment. Booking's management has instilled a culture of innovation and constant test and learn in, in the business. So anyone in the organization can come up with experiments. They can run tests to constantly optimize and improve the business. Using an example to illustrate, mm -hmm. for example, the booking website is so optimized that no two people would actually see the same site. Wow. Right. So even if you're searching for, you know, say hotels in Barcelona or mm -hmm. something, 
different people from different places in the world searching for the same term would probably end up seeing different front pages, right? Different sites, different rank ordering of the properties mm. which are shown. And all this is done in order to maximize conversion, right? Mm -hmm. And so Booking's constant test and learn we, culture, we think, uh, keeps it far ahead of its uh, competitors. Along with you know, being at the forefront of digital marketing and conversion, we believe that Booking's management is also very savvy and deliberate about how they use the cash which the business generates, right? So they reinvest in the business mm -hmm. to um, keep enhancing the value of the platform sure. to both travelers as well as the accommodation providers. But above and beyond that, they return a lot of the capital or the free cash generated by the business to shareholders in the form of buy share buybacks. And that enhances the ownership of long-term shareholders in the business. So again, to use an example, in the last five years, Booking.com has reduced its uh, outstanding share count by 20%, right? Right. which means ongoing shareholders have seen their percentage ownership of the business mm -hmm. increase by a significant amount without having to lay out any more capital. Right. Thinking about booking, obviously, we, we associate them most closely with, with hotel bookings, but are they looking to diversify into any other areas? Yeah. Uh, booking are investing uh, mm -hmm. to go beyond the accommodation space. So uh, management have talked about this initiative called the Connected Trip. Mm -hmm. So the vision uh, which they've laid out is for booking to become this one-stop shop for uh, travellers. Right. right, ranging from uh, where you can go and book all your travel needs, ranging from flights to uh, hotel accommodations um, to car rentals to um, tourist attractions, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I think this vision is a powerful one if executed well, because it again drives uh, you know repeat visits to the platform. And while some of these other features which are being added to the booking platform, such as flights, they're not the highest margin products, yeah. but what we think it does, it, it makes the customer base sticky. And as we said, it leads to uh, you know, repeat business so that booking continues to make good money on its uh, uh, hotel offering. Okay. I'm thinking about COVID, obviously the travel industry had a very tough time. How did booking fare compared to its competitors and, and in general over that difficult period? Booking is a what we call a capital light business, right? Mm -hmm. Wherein it does not require a whole lot of investment into um, plant or equipment mm -hmm. uh, or working capital to run uh, run the business, and it has a lot of variable costs. Right? The Booking's biggest uh, cost component is uh, what it spends on marketing, yeah, right, and uh, that can be pulled back very very quickly when there's a reduction in demand, like we saw in the COVID times, right? So, for example. In the course of 2020, mm -hmm. Booking's revenue declined by 55%. And despite that, Booking just about broke even, wow. right? Because they were able to take out a significant portion of the costs uh, from the business. And as they kind of went through COVID uh, and the recovery started, Booking continued to perform really well. For example, in, in the course of uh, full year 2022, Booking's per share earnings power uh, recovered to the pre-pandemic highs, which was wow. seen in 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, the value of uh, 
bookings on bookings platform <laughs> yeah. was 26% higher in 2022 than in 2019. Right. right? And when we look at 2023, for mm -hmm. example, we expect that strong growth trajectory to continue. And we think that the total uh, value of bookings on its platform would be anywhere from 40 to 50% higher than 2019, right? Which kind of, again, uh, shows us that structural growth trajectory. But are we thinking about consumer resilience? Is there a case perhaps to say that the bounce back in travel that we've seen may well be temporary, you know, revenge travellers, as, as, as it's been referred to, with people having been unable to travel for a couple of years? Yeah, there's definitely a, a component of that. So there is a lot of uh, demand for travel and uh, some of it is, as you said, a revenge travel. So we could very well uh, see that it flattens off, you know, going into 24 or 25. But again, as we spoke about it in the past, there are long-term structural growth drivers for this uh, uh, sector. And we think leisure travel should continue growing uh, nicely uh, over time as societies get uh, wealthier. And we've spoken about the penetration potential as well. So, so while we see the strong uh, performance, mm -hmm. we are also comfortable that at some point there would be a, uh, we have, there would be a lull and in our investment process we tend to you know look through both the good and the bad challenging years with mm -hmm. the eye over the longer term growth potential and finally maybe if we could just touch on how sustainable their competitive advantage really is i think i'm thinking about peers like airbnb but also sort of search engines like google or even ai which we seem to read about on a daily basis right now the uh, competitive advantage uh, for booking is aggregating the supply in a fragmented base of hotels and then being able to bring demand uh, to the platform in terms of consumers who want to book this accommodation. Right. And let's evaluate how strong this uh, competitive advantage can be compared to some of the threats we see. Uh, starting with Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Airbnb, obviously, uh, a very interesting and a credible business model in its own right. It's become a household name and they've single-handedly invented a category. Right? Yeah. So definitely uh, a name to watch out for. And uh, so far, uh, Airbnb has been focused on this category, which is called the alternates. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they fulfill the same underlying mm -hmm. need for uh, leisure travelers. So eventually, Airbnb may move into uh, the mainstream hotels. Not something we've seen as yet, but yeah. one we continue to uh, track very closely. However, a little known fact is that about one third of bookings uh, accommodation actually does come from these alternates. So they're oh, yeah. already competing with Airbnb mm -hmm. on their turf and are continuing to do well. Okay. Right. So we believe that Booking can uh, credibly compete with uh, Airbnb. Similarly, Expedia mm. is also improving its capabilities and uh, they're, they're raising their game. Uh, but again, this is an ecosystem where it's not a one winner takes all. Or, yeah, um, sure. You know, there can be multiple winners mm -hmm. and... Uh, we see two or three key players booking Expedia, right. Airbnb. Mm -hmm. The developed world, when we get into uh, emerging Asia, there are other players uh, as well. Of course, yeah. Another risk uh, to think about is uh, Google. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, the risk that Google as a search engine where a lot of people start their mm. uh, journey, can go deeper into the uh, travel funnel and extract more value from 
players like Booking, that was a significant risk, which we considered very carefully when we were doing our initial work mm -hmm. and one we continue to monitor. That risk seems to have receded, uh, receded somewhat over the last couple of years. Some of the product features which Google had introduced, such, such as book directly on Google, mm. have been scaled back in right. the course okay. of 2022. So we think that booking and Google um, are an ecosystem, a symbiotic ecosystem where oh. Google does something really well at the top of the funnel and booking does something really well at the bottom of the funnel. Sure. And I think both of them can coexist. Yeah. But that's something we continue uh, monitoring. And then finally on AI, uh, yeah, we, we, we're seeing a lot of uh, news flow on AI yeah. right now. Uh, but again, it, it would be uh, an interesting piece of information for everyone to know that Booking's been working with AI not just today, mm. but over the last eight to 10 years. Right, okay. right? And they have already built a lot of uh, these models, you should, uh, which we talked about yeah. in the test and learn mm -hmm. using machine learning algorithms to constantly optimize uh, how they bid uh, in the digital marketing space, but also how the, how it leads to conversion. So here's a business model where we think they can use the progress which is made on AI to further their competitive advantage. Great. Thanks, Ramesh. So drawing to a close, I think we can say that after a few turbulent uh, years, booking is now firing on all cylinders. And although, of course, we are watching how the likes of Google or even AI might change how we book travel in the future, we very much expect booking to innovate and adapt and be part of that landscape. Ramesh, thank you very much for your time today. And thank you all very much for listening. Please note, this audio content is produced by Rothschild & Co for information purposes only. The podcast is not provided as a solicitation, recommendation or invitation to buy or sell any security, fund or any other banking or investment product. Nothing in this podcast constitutes advice of any sort and no responsibility is accepted in relation to the content accuracy or any reliance on the information provided. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and you may not recover the amount of your original investment. Past performance should not be taken as a guide to future performance. This content should only be used or reproduced with the express written permission of Rothschild & Co.